Josh Bach here, Refinery46 Podcast. I am delighted to sit down. We've got our, our studio packed with three incredible guys that I've met just recently within the last few weeks from Devon House Creative. Welcome. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, we're excited. You. Yeah, it, we were talking earlier and I'm like, I, I don't want to learn anymore because I, I would rather learn it while we're actually recording on podcast because there's a lot of cool things, a lot of questions I have. Uh, the two brothers that are from Goshen, and of course, we got Daniel from Columbus. So we got Daniel Anderson, Nick Reith. Yep, just like a Christmas wreath. And Patrick Reith. Mm-hmm. And uh, and for the listeners, yes, those are the two brothers. Right? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it is not a coincidence. No, not yeah. at all. It's spelled the same way. So, yeah, yeah it's from good old Goshen, Indiana. So, Devon House Creative, you guys do video and animations. You guys are my next door neighbor. Yeah. You live right mm-hmm. next, your office is right next yep. to ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys just moved in within the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Been watching you transform, literally transform that office. Yep. We're the ones, if you hear any hammering in the background of the podcast, it's probably us on the other side of the wall. Yes. So. Yes. Okay. There's a lot of angry people out there. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't hear a single time. Okay. So, Good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it shows the, shows the proof of the... Uh, of the system in here and the, yeah. uh, it's all working itself out. So very excited to learn about your business and moving in and, and what you do. So video and animations explain to me, you guys can all fight at once to talk, right? <laughs> explain to me what you do. Well, um, I guess I'll start. We, um, we're basically a full service video and animation production house. We started off definitely doing more video, but we've become more and more kind of incorporated in doing animation specifically. And that's kind of become a little bit more of our niche in the area. We is found a need, definitely. Yeah. I think that you know, once we started doing animation, that was what people were like, oh, nobody else does that. Uh, not many people, anyway. And oh, it turned my head when you said animation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and with things being more and more online, like we once in a while do stuff that appears on live television or, or sources like that. But honestly, it's like as we've specialized more in online content or even like internal content, B2B stuff, there's like a huge need for that animation just because you can get some really boring information and turn it into something that's really exciting and and fun to watch. And the great thing about it too is that it's so versatile. Like if you've got, you know, the basic bottom end of the budget, like we can still make something that's flashy or if you want to put the money into it, then it looks really good. So with video, it's like, well, here's our day rate. You know, we kind of have to follow under under that to some extent because it's still our time. But with animation, it's like, well, we, we kind of break it down more on the hour basis. than There's the, almost like an infinite amount of scalability yeah. depending on style, basically. That yeah. sounds like abundance to me. Yeah, and it really <laughs> depends. Yeah, it's like it's really fun and it gives us a lot of like opportunity to do really cool things. Um, but it's definitely helped us stand out, I think, especially because we started the business. Nick and I actually started the business in college together. And then we really started doing this full time with Dan after college. Mm-hmm, and yeah. that was kind of one of the first things that like worked in our favor was the animation and that there weren't other people doing it. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of naturally fell more into that because it was like what was paying the bills at yeah. the time. That and having a big camera that always helps. Yes. But. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> So that was one of my next questions. How did you guys all, of course, you obviously, you, Patrick, Nick, you guys are brothers, mm-hmm. but how did you guys all meet? We all met at Ball State University. So when um, Nick and I both went to Ball State, Nick's a little older, and when I was a sophomore and he was a senior, we entered um, a business pitch competition where you had like three minutes to pitch your business idea. And we ended up winning it by nice. like the skin of our teeth. And they gave us our first like, couple thousand dollars and like some re- local resources in Muncie. Yeah. And so we started the business then um, and we ended up kind of 
basically growing it um, over the next two years where we were both on scholarship at the time. So all the money we made with the business was basically going towards like new equipment. And so we're just saving and saving and saving to buy new equipment. And Dan was a guy that we brought on a lot to do like shoots with us and we would always consult with and we were really close friends with. Um, And so over the course of those two years, we basically bought a lot of equipment hopped on some really awesome opportunities. And then um, when we came out of college, we decided that like Dan's really invested in us and our business for a long time. So we wanted to incorporate him in some way. And so that's why we started the new business basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so up until that point, Patrick and I had, had basically been working part time. I'd had like another job while he was still finishing up school. And um, we were like growing connections and getting equipment. But when Deanne came on and we, we started a new company, Devon House Creative, we decided to kind of go at it full time. Like, all right, we're going to put everything in, all the chips on the table. Let's move to Indy, get out of Muncie, and just see what we can do. And <laughs> the first it's a year rough first was year. super rough. Um, yeah. Definitely some months where we like couldn't pay ourselves like anything or as much as we wanted. But um, this September will be like four years since we started the business. And okay. It's, yeah, it's amazing be like wow like we feel like a real business now so, don't so, yeah. so you're four years in as a as a company mm-hmm. okay yeah. okay because refinery 46 i mean i'm biased i love i love everything about what yeah. is being built here brian and jesse the owners of the building and what they're doing in the community and what i'm seeing happen out there just over the last few months is just really really yeah. awesome mm-hmm. so before refinery 46 you, you from were home from yeah. home gotcha yeah, gotcha. yeah i mean it worked really well in the certain world you know and and you know, with animation, it's like, well, all we have to do is sit there. And if we're on a shoot, we're usually going to the client's location. So it's yeah. kind of a good industry to work from home. But we hit a point where we were like, you know, we need we need some coworkers. We need we need just to be in that space. So Nick and I used to be roommates. And when he got mm-hmm. married, uh, it was kind of like, well, we lost some of that communication that was really convenient for us. Um, and so it kind of pulled yeah. the last little bit of the trigger there for it, us to find it was working uh, space. funny. We actually went on a trip, all three of us to Las Vegas, like just it kind of is a pseudo bachelor party, even though it's already married. And <laughs> everyone was like, why are you guys going to Vegas? Like we would never imagine you going there. And yeah. it was, it was fun. But the takeaway from a business perspective was we were like, okay, we've had enough work. We could either give ourselves a raise or get an office. And we all are like, we want an office. We want yeah. to meet people, get out of the house, yeah. have a space to put all our stuff. Well, you we picked a good spot. Yeah. We were like, I was really excited when we decided to start looking for an office. And so we basically went to a a few different like co-working spaces around the city and some were like in a location we didn't like, or some were like completely full. And so this was, I guess like it was the last one on our list for a day. Basically we like, both walked, at least me and you, we walked in and we kept kind of like side-eyeing yeah, each other. It was we're like, this is, this is what we want. We love like, the energy here yeah. and we loved Brian mm-hmm. and we were like, this is exactly where, there was like no doubt in my mind unless he came back and the rent was like exorbitant or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Right. But like we were immediately kind of captivated by the, mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. energy here. And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it was just like, it, it already feels like home. And like, yeah. I love the having the work life balance now of coming into work and yeah. then going home. And it feels like we definitely earned it because we worked from home for four years straight yeah. And we had to make a lot of sacrifices and do a lot of very like difficult things and learn like very interesting work patterns working from home. Oh yeah. And then it got to a point where it's like, well, if we're going to keep growing and keep being more productive, we just need to find a better system or better habits basically. There you go. And 
here immediately it's it's already been like a really good a good transition definitely i think yeah i think we were home long enough to build some good habits and hopefully those will now translate into better habits yeah. now that we've got the yeah. structure there <laughs> so you've got a number of clients that are reoccurring mm -hmm. and you're looking obviously exploring to, to build new relationships yeah uh, what are some of the things that you're looking for in a company what type of business relationships are you looking for? What type of work are you wanting to accomplish? That's a that's a conversation we've started having recently. I think, in general, what we've gotten a lot of our work so far has been through subcontracting because it works really well with us being so specialized that if another media company or if a you know an advertising agency is looking for what we do, they reach out. It's a nice buffer between the end client and you know we we get we do good work for them. So, so, so a lot of your relationships are with right. that, those types of partners. Yeah, that, like yeah. other media or marketing companies, like mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, there's like one other company in between us and the end client and other times we have projects where there's multiple <laughs> yeah, levels layers, of, yeah. it just goes up and up and up the chain. And I think a lot of people in the media industry are used to that. But as we've gotten more consistent work, that's kind of been what it is like as we get on mm -hmm. um, bigger pieces and like, oh, we're working on something for like X client, which is large. We're actually working for, you know, this person who's working for this person who's working for the big client or, or, or whatever. So I think it's kind of been our like ticket to getting experience mm -hmm. was when we were starting out. I think to some extent we were well, we were very young. We were relatively inexperienced and. I guess we didn't necessarily have the gravitas that maybe some of the larger clients would want when meeting with like a new video company or something. Mm -hmm. And so when we were just starting out, it was like an amazing opportunity for all of these other marketing companies to give us like, they were like, well, we don't have an, an in-house animation team or we don't have the equipment that you have. And we want you to come out and do the animation for us. So we got to work for all of these clients without having to go out and get the clients ourselves. And so I think that's kind of what we're transitioning into now is we've got this big portfolio of experience now and um, we're a little older and a little wiser. And I, like we're looking to get those relationships with those clients that we've been working for for these past four years, basically but have them for ourselves. Sure. But we've also kind of been growing alongside all these other marketing companies mm -hmm. as their jobs grow and they bring them on to us. It's kind of been this scaling up of work all around. So it's kind of been this big like it's, snowball. It's been pleasantly non-competitive, which I kind of assumed like, oh, when we went into the business, it was like, oh, okay, well, other media companies, like, is this going to be sustainable? Because they're just going to, if they, you know, if they dry up with work, then we're going to have nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really been like, no, it's just been a lot of meeting people who are interested in the same things that we are and, and kind of growing together. You know, they have work, they throw our way. And if we have something that we can throw their way, we do. So. And a lot of the work that you guys do is all over the place, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. So it, outside of the U.S. ever? Probably not outside the U.S. No, we've had some stuff that's been like in other states, so like nationally, but yeah, I don't think we've had anything. Yeah. The only thing that we work on right now that's probably viewed outside the U.S. is um, our biggest, or I guess, or what would you call it, like our, our main contract, which is a little bit different, which is with a YouTube channel called Extra Credits. And so their content's played all over the world because it's edutainment, okay. educational and entertaining content. But that's that's kind of specialized. We really like working with them, and they've been great. We've been working with them for almost two years now. Um, but that's like a specific case. Most of our clients are more local, even if the work they do is nationally shown or international. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exciting. So here's. This is, we call this magic wand time, right? So we take a look at like five years from now, if you waved a magic wand, where would, where would your company be? What would you be doing 
give me some adjectives to describe what five years from now ideally would be. I think in one sense, the business would be scaled up. We would have um, people working for us and yeah. we would be in more of an administrative position as opposed to like a kind of grunt work side of it. Because I think that's where, that's definitely where I'd like to be mm-hmm. in, like at some point or being able to teach and bring on like the next generation of people that need opportunities like we did when we started out. I know we'd love to expand into something creative. We're, we're still working on what that's going to look like and, you know, how, how you can make money in the creative world. But um, I don't know, that that's, you know, part of what we got into was doing, you know, fun videos for ourselves. And we're like, oh, I, just, I personally love sharing that with an audience, you know, like getting that out for other people to enjoy. So probably some element of that for me. Yeah. I don't imagine that will be yeah, the entirety of It's kind of... Uh, like rewinding the clock a little bit when we were in college all of us you know were like following that kind of creative side a little bit starry-eyed with like we're gonna do film or something like that and then you know it's like the industry there's a lot of cool parts of it but then realizing like the brass tacks of like okay to go into film is like a really big life commitment and so we kind of switched to more the commercial side but we still all have that creative spark like Dan said that we wanted if there's a way for us to do something creative and make that our living that's the end goal, whether that's five, 10, yeah. 20 years from now. I mean, that's where a lot of your passions are yeah. on that creative side. Mm-hmm. So ma- making certain that you always have that innovative, creative part is probably mm-hmm. important yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what was really cool about getting the relationship with Extra Credits was they are a successful YouTube channel and they're in some sense a, a successful creative YouTube channel because yeah. they do like animated edutainment. And so we've been able to look at their workflow and they're like pipeline and get a completely new perspective on like what it actually takes to make something that's creative edutainment kind of work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely been helpful in, in guiding like our future plans basically. But I guess our future plans are kind of split into two, they which really would be like the yeah. creative side and the commercial. Right. And I think the real thing is balancing it yeah. is like balancing our time, which, yeah. you know, has been a big element of coming in here, learning what it's like to work, <laughs> during the day and not in the middle of the night and then mm-hmm. in the morning and then take the day off. Although know? I've seen many times I leave and you guys all three are still here. So. We, we had a real busy week last week. Yeah. There was yeah. something that's, strange got thrown at us and yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to be here till midnight yeah. for about Which three is, days in a row. That's the way so. it works. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to be so busy, but we're definitely, we feel like we're almost like, you know, cresting the hill where we're at the point where we can start to say, okay, we don't want to be this busy we can choose to, you know, not do X job, which isn't a really nice place to be, but we're still, we're still getting used to that. It's kind of been like, you know, like for all these years that we've been working, it's like, okay, anything that we can get just to stay afloat. And we're finally like kind of plateauing and saying, okay, we have a little bit more choice over what we want to do now. Yeah. I mean, that's what we want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to do that, the, the, the work in order to kind of cut our teeth and get mm-hmm. things going. But uh, mm-hmm. when you're able to actually have more choice in the factor. That's that's a plus. Yeah. So Refinery 46, lots of different entrepreneurs. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got people that, that run landscaping businesses here. You've got uh, plumbing. You've got uh, individuals like myself, um, you know, podcasts and documentaries. And, and we've got, uh, you know, just a w- pretty wide range here. But the one thing in common is 
we're all entrepreneurs. We've all, we all have our business and we're building that. And so there's a lot of commonalities, regardless of what industry that you're in that stand true. And so one of the things that Brian has, has done a great job of building here at refinery 46 is that idea of creating an environment where people can help each other. We're here to, you know, do our business and work, but being able to create some opportunities with some camaraderie of, mm-hmm. of being able to pass on some knowledge and bring in some different speakers from around the city and beyond, you know, to come in to share share different tips that we can learn. So as entrepreneurs helping other entrepreneurs, you guys are four years into the business. What are some tips or what type of, like, like that college student right there at Ball State, which I went mm-hmm. to Ball State too as well. Yeah, very nice. And uh, But that college student right now that would be listening to this that are thinking, you know, I want to own my own business. What are some tips that each of you could give that person? What are some things that maybe you've learned along the way that you'd like to just give that piece of knowledge to them before they got into the business. That's a whole podcast in and of itself. It is. It is. (laughs) I think the main one that comes to my mind, especially coming out of college was when I, I went to school for animation and our professors a lot pushed that we needed to like charge what was like what we were worth, like not to take a job if we weren't getting paid what was like reasonable. And my perspective on that definitely from the beginning has changed a lot. Like something that my dad would always say is like, Oh, you know, kind of the, the quintessential statement, like relationships are everything in business. And it took me all this time to actually understand what that means, which is that if you're coming out of college and you want to make it doing something entrepreneurial or freelance relationships are everything. And I would say, take anything you can get because if you can impress somebody and gain their trust, that'll be worth more than any money in the start out because it'll like all the money will come up later once you have gained people's trust. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing It's like now that we have enough work that we have to like bring on other people, we're like, Oh my gosh, like it's really hard to find people that you trust and that do a good job consistently. Or it, it's, it feels dangerous. It feels very vulnerable to do that. I could see and that. So yeah realizing that that's kind of what we've become for a lot of these other companies is people that they can trust and always do a good job. It's like some of the jobs we took on early, we weren't getting paid very well. And we did a lot of hours for not much money. And we felt like we were kind of getting like trod upon and being like the doormat for people, but it has paid off in spades. And like, that's what I would say is take whatever you can and leverage it. And the money will come later. Mm -hmm. I like that. How about you, Nick? What's your thoughts? At least for working in the media industry, we've all had to learn to pivot our expectations. So I think that can apply to to anything that you're being entrepreneurial with. Like if you have an end goal, that's really good to start with that in mind, whether, whether that's, you know, growing a product or a service. But you need to be willing to kind of follow where the industry is going. Or, I mean, you might stumble upon something early, like if you were designing a product and be like, oh... I didn't really have a need for this thing, but now this thing is better. And I think that's what a really good entrepreneur is good at is like following where they're going to be actually able to have a business. And we've definitely had some missteps with that, that I can remember, like we were trying to stick to our guns and be like, no, we're going to do this thing. And maybe it was good because we, you know, stuck true to what we wanted to do. But now as we've kind of grown and seen like, okay, there are times when you need to do that. But there's also times kind of like Patrick said, when you need to be willing to form a relationship or even just change, like uh, continue to learn about what your industry is, whether that's, you know, just like staying up to date with latest YouTube videos or even just be willing to say, you know, this isn't working. I need to try something else. Mm. That's good stuff. Yeah. 
What do you think, Daniel? I was definitely going to say networking too because that can't be overstated enough. But since you said that, I'm instead going to steal a phrase of yours that mm-hmm. it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. And that is basically just, I feel like anytime, anytime you have the opportunity to try and better your system, like how you work, take that opportunity. When I, I worked for a year out of college in, you know, a nine to five job and, you know, it was so it was a great job, but it was soul crushing because I wasn't doing this, you know, but the one thing about that, it was consistency. And when you're, when you're starting off, it's very easy to like spend your, your afternoon playing a video game or doing, you know, I like to garden. Lots of I, distractions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think really it's, you know, even if you feel bad about like, oh, I should have spent that time. It's like, well, do it now. Don't spend your time doing something else. Take your time. Take the time to do um, what is going to grow you and what's going to continue to do um, something productive. I've had a few W-2s in my life. Most of my income has been produced 1099 and as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so definitely getting those habits in motion to Mm -hmm. be able to set your own time um, and, and creating boundaries and being able to set, you know, almost like you know, kind of wear, wear the different hats and mm-hmm. just make sure that you're keeping balance is a tough word in the entrepreneur mm-hmm. business, yeah. but, but being able to make certain that you do uh, set the time for the certain things that you want in your life. And I'm married, I've got five daughters. So my stage of life is a bit different and my time that I'm spending, I'm sure is a lot different than you guys right mm-hmm. now. But, but there is, as of an, as an entrepreneur, it is our responsibility to be able to set those perimeters, set our goals mm-hmm. and try to re- achieve a balanced life as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I would also say for people starting out, one thing that was like a surprise to me and that I'm glad I know now, but it would have been nice to know then was when you're starting out, basically going from zero to one is the hardest thing going from. It's like if you're leaving college or you're planning to start your own business and you think that it's going to be like, a similar level of difficulty the whole way. It's not, it's like exponentially not easier, but more enjoyable the further you go along. Cause when you're starting out, there's like, you have no connections, you have no, nobody who's like, like, uh, uh, I guess backing you up or you have no previous experience that's giving you confirmation of what direction you're going in. Mm-hmm. And that for us was like our first six months to a year was going from zero yeah. to a one. And everything since then has had the, momentum behind it of like previous successes Mm. and so if i was leaving college again and like i was telling or i was telling a college student i was like if you can make it from zero to one just like put all of your effort all of your energy in just getting off the ground because then you'll have all of this like momentum leading you forward and and if you can do that you'll know you have the energy to continue going because everything since then has been not like I remember when we started out, like I had no idea how to do anything. So I got dressed up in like my nice suit and I went door to door trying to like sell marketing stuff to people. Yeah. And everybody hated me because nobody <laughs> likes a door to door salesman. Right. Like I was going into businesses, but that was like, I guess kind of the energy that we needed at the time. Yeah. And now it's just, we just have to maintain a lot of relationships with people and they organically turn into more relationships which organically turns into more relationships. And you're just building upon that. Yeah, yeah. but the zero to one is like the hardest part. And that's great advice right there. Mm-hmm. That's solid because it's so true. Mm-hmm. Well, they see what 95 or 90% of the fuel from a rocket is getting an inch off mm-hmm. the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of different examples of that in life. And we need to remind each other of that mm-hmm. and to help 
you know, someone that's looking in to get into to business, mm-hmm. you know, just stick with it. Keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Well, as we're closing this out, I do want to make certain because uh, people within Refinery46 and beyond listen to the podcast and you're new to the group here. And I want to make sure that people know how can they help you? What types of businesses, what types of occupations, you know, what are some things that people can keep an eye out for that maybe they can they can make a connection with you that can help take your business to another level? Is there anything in particular that people can keep an eye out for? We're trying to continue to uh, build relationships with other marketing, media, video production companies, things like that. Um, so those are always people that we're looking to connect with. But I'd say, honestly, um, individuals who are looking for like recurring media needs, and that could be lots of companies, like maybe it's another educational company or something like that, that they're trying to reach an audience and um, like video is going to be the best format, whether that's animation or something else, just because, you know, people's attention span, especially if you're like in an education with like a, a child, it's just so much shorter nowadays and media is just a lot better way to reach that type of an audience. That's good. Anything else on that note? I think I'd say for people here at Refinery 46, we would just love to get to know everybody. I know we've been really busy moving in, but we are really excited to just get to know other businesses and develop a community because it's like a lot of our like fruitful relationships have been one where like nothing really might happen at the beginning or it's like we weren't specifically looking to help each other out business wise from the get go. We just got to know each other and liked each other. And then like a year later, they're like, oh, this came across my desk and it might make sense. So I think we're really excited to be part of a community. Well, again, like I said earlier, you, you guys picked a good one, um, Brian and Jesse, and the culture that's being built. It's just it's just great. Yeah. And you guys don't live too far away from here, so it's mm-hmm. not a big drive. Yeah. You know, yeah, great. I actually biked here today. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm five minutes away myself. So, oh, nice. so it, is, it is nice, nice, nice and close. So thank you guys for taking the time to, to sit down, and I'm looking forward to putting this podcast out and delivering it out to people. I'm going to make sure to put uh, DevonHouseCreative.com in the description and a few other things that I come across on the website. So we'll make sure that people know how to reach you. We'll have your names on there. I'm looking forward to getting to know you guys more. I already know several people I'd like to introduce you to. Awesome. And uh, hopefully we'll figure out ways to, to help each other moving forward. Yeah, yeah so thanks so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Great. Thanks so much.